Hello, this is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I am Laura Hurd, and today is Tuesday, September the 25th, and once again, we are excited to have Jenny Phillips with us today. If you've been following along with Real Life Moms podcast, you know that Jenny is a homeschool mom, and she's been doing this for almost 24 years, and if you missed the first episode of this segment you can go back on episode nine and kind of play catch up. And then if you want to hold off and come back to this one or just keep listening. (laughs) So Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm good, Laura. It's good to be here with you again. Thank you. I'm so glad I got to talk to you earlier today. That really helped ease my my anxieties because I still, I'm just having some anxieties about (laughs) these uh, interviews. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you're doing awesome. This is a real need. Moms need encouragement. And and from real life moms, we need mm-hmm. encouragement. So you're doing a great job. Well, you encouraged me and I really appreciate that. And if any of you listening today know Jenny, you know what an encouragement that she always is for everyone and just that voice for people that need to hear it because I surely needed to hear it today. We all do. Yes, we all do. (laughs) So um, I'm just going to kind of, for the listeners today, maybe if they didn't catch the first episode, let them know about you, Miss Jenny. And so you're married to Daniel. Yes. And how long have you all been married? Um, Well, 27 years. Oh, (laughs) congratulations. I almost caught you off guard, didn't I? (laughs) Yes, I had to think. We just celebrated an anniversary, so that's still, (laughs) that's still fresh. That's, it's hard to believe it's 27 years, but yeah. That is great. And again, you've been homeschooling for almost 24 years. Is that right? Yes, it is. That's hard to believe too. (laughs) Yeah, that's very encouraging, and and I know that even with our last discussion, when I stepped back and was able to listen to it again, it was, uh, that's just something that's timeless. It's going to help me through my homeschool years, and it's just, it's awesome that you (laughs) are here with us today and willing to share your story to help encourage those that are on the journey now, and maybe those that are thinking about homeschooling their, their children. And this morning, um, I was on Twitter and I had actually seen a lady post and she was asking people, I don't know if she was asking for advice, but she just was looking, I think she was on the fence about homeschooling her autistic child. And she said, you know, can you all point me in the right direction? So, you know, I was able to refer her back to that podcast and I thought this is already, (laughs) I mean, it was really cool because I thought, you know, she's going to be able to hear Jenny and, and then I totally plan to, after we get done with this one, to add that to that reference and say, you know, here's something else that, you know, you can have as a resource for you to help you if on your, with your decision. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, so Let's go ahead and and get right to it. <laughs> okay. So last last week we talked about, or the week before, because we didn't get to talk last week. You all have been busy, and you are super busy right now. <laughs> Still getting ready to take a, a trip. Yes. It's exciting. It's very exciting, and yes, this is probably the busiest 
I have ever been, but it is all good. It is such <laughs> a joy. Yeah, it is. And it's awesome. I mean, for the people that are able to follow your journey, it's, it's just, I'm like in awe. I'm in constant awe as I see you post updates on social media. And it's just like, this is amazing. And God's really just taken off and taken your all's willingness and just said, okay, here we go. <laughs> That's what he loves to do. He loves to take people that are willing and just use them for his glory and his purposes. So we're just going along with his plan. Yeah. And it's just, it's a blessing to see that and to support you guys through prayer in different ways. So we talked about the week before we talked about, we just let, you know, you reflected back on when you first started homeschooling. So if you have, if you all haven't listened to that, that that'll be in that episode nine. So you get to hear about where Jenny came from, from her family. And then as she went into her new life with her her husband and, and how they kind of got started on the path to homeschool. And, um, and then she talked about some challenges there as well. And so today we're going to, to start with, and, and this is kind of, what I mentioned before with the lady on Twitter um, someone that may be fearful or, I mean, I don't know what emotion that someone would be experiencing before coming into the homeschool. Cause I was kind of really almost thrown into it, but it was almost because I have a special needs child and I'll just kind of, I mean, it was really like God already had that door open and I just was already prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even have mm-hmm. to think about it. And so I didn't go through much of the emotional process of like really deciding I was on the fence at at one point, but it was just so, it happened so fast that I just, I didn't get to experience the emotional side of it, of, I guess that pull of if you, if I should, or if I shouldn't, but, um, so what's, what's something that you could share with a mom listening right now that would help her put that into perspective? Well, um, there's probably three things that I would want to share with, with a mom that's thinking about homeschooling and I'll give them to you real quick and then I'll go back and expand on them a little bit. But I would say if God is calling you into the homeschool journey, you can be sure of these three things. There is a unique purpose to your family. That would be the number one thing. And if you could tap into that, that would make your journey so much more joyful and and fruitful. So there's a unique purpose for your family. I would say God will provide everything that you need for this journey. He is faithful. And then I would say this is probably the most important. Whether we choose to educate our kids at home or public school, or private school, however we choose to educate our kids, when we're obedient to our calling, we're educators. No matter where they, they, they get their um, grade cards, we're educators. So we don't ever want to forget that you can't um, pass that on to someone else completely. We are responsible for our kids' education go to public school, private school, or homeschool. That's our responsibility. So those three things, and let me just expand on it real quick. Um, 
a unique purpose for your family. This is so important because, and I think you tapped into it a little bit last week, the things that bring us joy. If we can figure out what it is that we should be doing that will be so fulfilling to us and there'll be a joy and a peace um, along the way. And, and we can, we can certainly um, learn from other people's experiences. And I would say gather ideas and learn along the way, but your journey is unique to your family and and what we try to do homeschooling, we can't do like anybody else. We can't compare. And this is another thing you brought out last week. We cannot compare ourselves to other people. Don't fall into that trap of comparing your family, your kids, your style of doing things, your book choices or schedules or how much money you spend each year. Don't compare yourself to that's others. Because... a big pull right now as I'm doing things yes. on social media. And it's just like, I feel like there's this this fight going on that people are just trying to like prove themselves and say, well, this is right. Or this is right. I don't, it, it's, I'm trying to put my finger on it, but I can just feel it as I'm reading these yeah. things. And that is so very true. Just have, you know, draw from God from that peace that you're, that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yes, it is true. And you will find you will on your journey, you will find homeschool families that will bless you and encourage you and want the best for you. But then you will also come across those people that seem to be trying to prove their way is right. And, um, and they're discouraging to be around and you will find yourself doubtful of your own choices and you and, and they bring out insecurities. Yeah. Steer clear that one of the things that have always guided me, um, it's a passage in the book of Ephesians and it's in, in chapter five. Um, and it, this is kind of my paraphrase of it. And we've memorized this. And I didn't realize until just recently that this isn't actually <laughs> um, a version. It's a paraphrased version that we committed to memory. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to you anyway. It's Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. And it says, so be very careful how you live. Do not live like those who are not wise, but live wisely. Use every chance you have for doing good because these are evil times. So don't be foolish, but learn what the Lord wants you to do. Do not be drunk with wine, which will ruin you, but be filled with the Spirit. Speak to each other with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that has kind of been a guide in, in my decision making. And I think about how foolish it is to compare myself to other people. And I think about how um, that passage with wine. But I think if you think about somebody that um, is looking to, to um, be drunk, it, it's an escape. And so I think sometimes we we, we try to escape in other things. We maybe don't get drunk with wine, but we um, just lose ourselves in social media or television or other things. And I would say, don't lose yourselves. Don't, don't allow yourself to be saturated with things that are empty, but lose yourself in the Lord and in that purpose and you won't go wrong. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 
So, and then God is, he's going to provide. If he is leading you, you can know that he's gone before you and he has a plan and he will provide. And I'm not just talking about finances, but I think some of us, sometimes we don't feel qualified and, you know, scripture tells us, ask, ask God. And he's a good father. He's not going to scold us or turn us away. He's, he's going to be generous. Um, the book of James chapter one, we can see, he says, he'll be generous and he'll pour his wisdom into our life. Um, sometimes we feel tired and discouraged and we can look at passages like Isaiah 40, 31, and they say, wait on the Lord and we'll be renewed. Mommy. If we lack resources, I mean, sometimes we do lack money for books or we feel like we need this product or that curriculum. Well, God promises over and over again that he's going to provide for those that trust him. An example is, is Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So I would say trust that. And if you still feel like you're lacking, you know, maybe God doesn't want you to have it right then. So trust him. Um, and then and then that last thing, whether we choose to educate our kids at home or not, we are educators. We are the ones that our kids look to and learn from. Model truth to them. Model for them what we want to see um, come from their lives. Psalm 1 is another one of those key passages that I've looked to for guidance. And, and if you um, don't mind, I'll, I'll quote that to you too. Again, maybe our listeners are not familiar with it, but it's a good reminder. Blessed is the one who delights in, in God's word and in his ways. And that's not um, exactly how it goes. I just had that written down. But blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, but delights himself in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knows the way of the righteous, even while the way of the ungodly shall perish. You know, in that passage, in that chapter, we see so much encouragement, but then we see warning too. And if we can learn to just saturate ourselves in the word of God and follow that, I think that that would just um, bring that peace that we so need as parents and as homeschool moms. And that's what our kids need. They need us to be centered and peaceful and confident in our calling and, and, and what we carry out. And as far as academics and all of that other stuff, um, it will fall into place. And, and what we're not able to pass on academically, if our kids need it, they will learn it from someplace else. <laughs> yes. And that is the it truth. Is. <laughs> and thank you for sharing those scriptures. I just, I could sit here and listen to you all day. <laughs> I yeah. love the way that you read God's word. It's just, and it's very encouraging just hearing those words just as a refreshment for my own, own sake. 
so thank you for sharing those Jenny and well you are welcome that is that is our life that's and it brings so much peace like I was I'm I'm getting ready to start bawling right now (laughs) it's just it's so wonderful God's word is just it's so life-giving and it is life and it's just yeah it's a wonderful reminder of of just his love and that that peace that passes all all understanding and it's it's just we can rest in that you know we don't have to fight yes and worry and and go on like you were saying with our children we have even if we choose not to homeschool we are you know the educators and and the primary focus should be instilling God's word into our children's hearts because when they get out on their own what are they going to have? You know, that's, that's the most important thing in a, in this Christian walk it, to fight with and not fight in a sense that you're going up. I mean, you're, you are, you're going up against what culture says is right and wrong, but I don't know. It's just, it's wonderful. Mm. And I really appreciate you sharing those scriptures. Uh, well, you are welcome. I know so far, really, we've only talked about faith based homeschooling but that's uh, that's all that I know about I don't know about anything else all I know is by walking uh, according to God's word and and by faith and and I, I can say we've made a lot of mistakes but we've done some things right too and those things right is like you said God's word when we are saturated in God's word and we are committed to following that even when we stumble, we get back up and we try again. God blesses. He promises to bless and he yeah. does. And you're talking about making mistakes. And that's kind of where I want to go with this next question. Um, and they, <laughs> and for our, our listeners, we, Jenny and I have been preparing, we had prepared in advance this interview and she had sent over to me um, her I had the questions proposed and then she typed them out just to kind of, we, we could be on the same page kind of thing. Mm. And so this question, you're talking about making mistakes. And, and when I had read this one, this one was probably the most encouraging for me. And this one was one of those questions that (laughs) really I wanted to know for myself, but I knew that other people could (laughs) benefit from it. But, um, Mm because you have, you've been doing this for almost 24 years, you know, it's, I want to get everything I can out of you. (laughs) And, you know, I I hear a lot of people before they jump into the, into homeschooling, you know, and sometimes if fear is a factor before they take that step, maybe the Mm -hmm. of having regrets or making mistakes. So, right. So, is there anything in your homeschool journey that you regret doing or not doing? Yes. Yes. And I think we talked about three main things and, and those three things, even these several weeks later, probably would be my top. You had some scripture in that, that one too, that I had referenced and it's just, it's so good. And that's why I really wanted to focus on this one for our last question for this segment. Okay. Uh, Yes. And I'll, I'll be sure to get to that too. But let me say, you know, I think a lot of times we think of mistakes 
in, in with a wrong perspective. You know, a mistake is an opportunity to learn something else. Oh, that's good. We shouldn't think of a mistake as a failure um, or even a shortcoming. A mistake is really an opportunity. Yeah. So that's how I would want all my homeschool moms out there to be to think, to know you're going to go into this and you are going to make mistakes, but you are going to grow along the way. And those are opportunities. Um, and, you know, we all have regrets, whether you homeschool or not, whether you get married or not, or have children or not, everybody has regrets. But if we in our heart follow what we are convinced is true and right, um, even when the voices around us are telling us differently, and especially if our choices are anchored in God's word, those regrets will have less sting than, at least I feel like they seem to have less sting than the regrets that I hear from some of my friends that that see their children that have gone astray or they have empty lives along the way and they feel like, I wished I'd had it done this differently or I wished I would have believed God for this. Yeah. Or I remember a time that God told me to do this and I was afraid and I didn't do it. So I think that if we can stay focused, our regrets will not hurt as deeply. Yeah. Um, and that, that my very first one would be, I regret the worry <laughs> that went into the different years and the different seasons. And, you know, I feel really blessed because we've been given a special gift, um, in our journey through adoption. Our three youngest children came into our family through adoption and so just when I was ready to pack up our books and, you know, go into the next season, I feel sometimes like God said, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we are going to clear out maybe some books, but we're going to add some back because we've got to start over. And in that starting over, um, I really have a chance to look back and evaluate what worked and what I feel like didn't work so well, not so much with regret sometimes, but just a different perspective. So in this perspective, I would say I would worry less and I would be less fearful about getting it all done. We are not going to get it all done and that's okay. We're going to trust the Lord's leading in the next 10 years. We're going to hang on to those promises that he's given us and find joy in it instead of worrying because we know that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. And it's impossible to please God without faith. And I want to please God. That is my heart's desire to please God. And it takes faith to please God. The children of Israel, they went back and forth, back and forth with God. Sometimes they trusted God and walked in victory. And sometimes they let the obstacles loom bigger than than God, and they didn't. And and that and this may be the scripture that you were thinking about. Psalm 78, 32 and 33 has this warning from the children of Israel. They did not believe in God's wondrous works. Therefore, their days he consumed in futility and their years in fear. Wouldn't that be a sad testimony if that was said of us, that our years were filled with fear and, and nothing that was good 
it, it all came to naught. It was just vain and futile. That would be so sad to me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to worry less and I'm going to trust more. The, uh, another thing would be I would lean on my husband more. You know, in the early years of homeschooling especially, I pretty much made all of the decisions and the plans and the curriculum um, choices. And, and I still do most of those choices, but I would lean on my husband more because when I ask for his opinion, I get a perspective from him that is very different from my own perspective. And he sees things differently and, and it's very valuable to our family. But one of the reasons I didn't lean on him so much when, when we were younger and new in this journey was I was really insecure and I didn't want him to lose confidence in me. If you got to hear last the last segment, um, he was more hesitant about going into homeschooling than I was because he knew how challenged I was in the area of consistency. And so when we jumped into it, I wanted to to be able to prove myself to him. I wanted him to see that we were doing a good job. And I didn't want him so much to see the the insecurities that I had in the days that didn't go so good. So I just would not share the struggle with him. And then I lost a lot of his perspective. And then when I would ask him different things, what I really wanted from him was a validation. It wasn't so much his opinion or her or his perspective. I just wanted him to validate me and say I was doing it right and I was doing a good job. And he saw the value in it. So um, if he didn't agree with me, I would get real defensive and it would hurt. And so I just hid a lot of who I was from him. And, and now going into these next 10 years, I am leaning on him more and he can handle it. Um, you know, and, and his perspective is so valuable. And sometimes I just have to sit with it for a little while and get past the, um, the prickly hurt, (laughs) you know, that he doesn't see that I'm perfect. (laughs) That's common. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. But yeah, that that is I just would encourage moms to do it together with your husband, even if you're the one doing all the research because he's out working and, and earning a living and he's not home every day with the kids during the day. I would still share the struggle with him and share what you're learning and, and learn how to communicate with him and, and share that together. Because we are joint heirs together. Yeah. And I can tell you, my husband has been my biggest encourager in this journey because, I mean, we're both in it. And, you know, like you said, we're joined and he, it affects him in the same way. So thankfully, God is already, once he changed my husband's heart with the homeschool journey and he's fully on board and, and it's like, I know that I can come to him with those things and not have that fear of judgment because <laughs> he knows I'm fully capable and through you know the Lord obviously because <laughs> I yeah. this without the <laughs> I probably wouldn't have but uh mm. no it's just he's he's always like I can have a bad day and call him crying and <laughs> and he just know has always has the words and mm-hmm. I think that's that's good 
That is good. That is a blessing. And I know that there's probably some homeschool moms that will be listening that are single moms maybe, or their husbands are not 100% on board. And I would say to them, you know, share your struggle with those who support you and, and, and those who believe in you and believe in this journey with you. Find a support system in, in this journey, just like you created with the, the share, the homeschool group Mm -hmm. and that, that could, you know, find a local support group. And this, you know, like Jenny has this on Facebook and you can share things there and there are opportunities to meet face to face. And yes, I I fully agree. Yes. And, you know, as you're sharing in the homeschool journey and you're meeting new homeschool families and parents, if you feel like someone is causing you to feel competitive or defensive you know, first examine yourself and see, is this stemming from my own insecurities or am I really sensing a spirit of competition around these people? And and steer clear of people that don't see value in who you are and what you're doing and who are not willing to draw that out and encourage you in it. So find good supporters. Yeah. Keep a good support system around you. Yeah, that's good. Great advice. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'd say, just keep doing what you're doing. If it's working and you know, it's working, stick with it and trust the Lord and, and just know that you are doing something that is of value and it will pay off. And, and even if you don't see the results here in this life, like you would like to, if you're following the Lord, there is a payoff, there is a reward for that he is a rewarder of those who seek him and walk in obedience and we don't have to just set our face um with a determination that that's arrogant and not willing to be teachable we're still teachable but we have a confidence in knowing that god is leading and we can follow that we don't have to be afraid yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I got distracted. I was reading your notes. <laughs> oh, that is okay. That is okay. I just, to recap that, I'm going to lean on my husband more. I'm going to worry less and, and I'm going to trust the Lord in a deeper, more meaningful way and stick with the plan yeah. that he's given me and just try to be consistent. In and that. that can really, and I think why I was so distracted because I'm sitting here trying to apply it to my life and my brain. Because I really need to create, this is almost like a an outline for like a prayer I could even create around my home. Mm-hmm. And, every, you know, what you've talked about today has given me so much uh, even perspective now that, and I, it's made me realize that, hey, I do need to create some type of like a mission statement or a prayer or have a scripture that I cling to through this journey. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. <laughs> you are so welcome. And I tell you, it, we've talked too about um, people that I've gleaned just wisdom and information from. And that idea of, of really nailing down a mission statement and, and trying to come up with a, even if it's just a, a sketchy outline of what we want to do, a plan, Sarah McKenzie and, and then 
Pam Barnhill, those are two ladies that I have just discovered in the last couple of years, and they are fabulous in helping you do that. And they have a lot of free resources available on the internet. There's some paid um, parts of their subscriptions, but they're, they have plenty of free resources available. And I would encourage someone, if they don't know who Sarah McKenzie is or Pam Barnhill, Google that and look them up. And those ladies are incredible. Yeah, I, I agree. I've listened more to Sarah McKenzie and read her latest book, and she has been a great encouragement um, yes. so far with that. So... Well, thank you for your time once again. <laughs> you are so it's, welcome. It's been a blessing again. And, um, it's a joy. Yeah. And again, I, I appreciate your encouragement earlier when we spoke today. And that, that meant so much to me. And and I know that that those who have already listened to the first podcast on this homeschool series, I know that they're, they're blessed. And I know that they're going to be blessed hearing these words. It's just... It's it helps guide us along, and we all look for resources along the way. Just as you were talking about Sarah McKenzie and Pam Barnhill, you know, this could become a resource for someone um, that's looking to either start their homeschool journey or just for that extra encouragement. And I know when I listened <laughs> last week, that was extra encouragement for me. So. Oh, that is a joy to hear that. And I know the Lord is blessing you and leading you in this journey. And he has great things in store for you, Laura. I just know he does. Well, you're sweet. <laughs> mm. but I'm just... No, I'm just listening. I'm waiting. <laughs> the Lord will bring it about. That's so sweet. So I want you to give us just a little bit of information before we wrap it up today. And this will this will be the end of of this session um but you are involved in an international mission project and that's compassionate hope why don't you share a little bit about that yes it has been a joy for daniel and i to um to enter into this work with um the founders al and susan henson compassionate hope um the the joy is in the work the joy is in it is in following the lord the um the work itself is it's it's a um it's meeting a need in a dark area it is a um a sad work and yet it is so joyful to see and know that the lord is working in it compassionate hope is a global organization that um we provide for victims of religious persecution or human trafficking. And the unfortunate truth is that every hour of every day in Southeast Asia, there is a victim of human trafficking, either labor or sex trafficking. And those are terribly sad and dark statistics. And yet, Alongside of that, Compassionate Hope is a voice of hope. We are a voice for, for those that have no voice, for those children that have been um, uh, trafficked and, and have left alone without anyone to take care of them, 
without anyone to come alongside of them. And they feel like no one sees them. They feel like no one hears them or understands their plight or even cares. And Psalm 82, 3, verses 3 and 4, that is our action point. That is our, our guiding verse. It says, give justice and the maintain rescue the weak and the needy deliver them from the hand of the wicked and that is what we seek to do we seek to be a voice and we seek to provide for those that um that are these victims of trafficking and religious persecution and we do that through um a network of children's homes we have over 43 homes we have they're in like 23 locations right now and we have over 750 children that we are taking care of right now and um and so it is a joy for us to come alongside uh compassionate hope and and reach and help um if anybody was interested in more information you could find that on the website at CompassionateHope.org. Um, you could find Daniel and I's um, ministry page there on Facebook, and there is plenty of information there. And um, and hopefully yeah, sometime we can talk more about it. because that is a very important mission indeed. I mean, even in the United States, it's just, it's everywhere. And I think yes. for you all shining a lot, through compassionate hope it it makes us that much more aware but it gives us an opportunity to do something about it at the same time and so I think that's wonderful yes yes and you know one of the beautiful things with um, this particular organization compassionate hope in Southeast Asia we not only provide um, you know food clothing the basic needs we are committed to each of these children that come through our homes and grow up into our homes or grow up in our homes. If they want to go on to college when they age out, if they want to go to university or technical school or Bible college, we are committed to seeing them through and helping them through that, sponsoring them because education is so key for them. That is one of the main reasons that trafficking flourishes in these areas of Southeast Asia. There is the, there, there's no educational opportunities for the children that are up in the hills and, um, the, the hill tribes there along the borders of Thailand, that, that is just a very poor and undereducated area. So education is key for these kids. If they can get educated and, and they can yeah. be surrounded by people that love them and will watch out for them and care for them, it is, yeah. it is vital That's to That's wonderful. Success. And again, you all can go to compassionatehope.org. If you want to find out more information about that mission and how you can help support that mission, um, if you're led to do so. So, and yeah, like you said, we can definitely talk about that in the future because that's something that I, I want to talk about. <laughs> it's very important. But thank you for. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your um, interest. Thank you for joining us today, Jenny. I've got to go get my son from school, <laughs> my older son. But it's yeah, 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> Carter, he is pregnant. Yeah, he's he's something else for sure. <laughs> but oh, he, is. he is a smart kid. But again, it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and and I look forward to talking to you again. Hopefully, within we'll get to talk to you when you come back from your your journeys, because <laughs> that'll something to talk about yes yes and we can kind of tie that in you know you can talk about what you experienced firsthand and and that'll be really good thank you laura i appreciate that and i do i look forward to talking to you more about that and connecting that mission to the homeschool community here we have such an opportunity available to us and i want to expand on that as i can well you have a wonderful rest of your day jenny Thank you, you too, Laura, and say hello to the boys for me, and we'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye.